0: hark the herald Angel sing. This morning, uh, let's just practice the interlude so that we all feel comfortable with that. This is a little bit twist on it, a little bit of a twist because we add King of Heaven. So let's practice the interlude together. Here we go.
1: Oh! He brings prison with him.
2: Welcome to church this morning everybody. So for those here and for those online, um, welcome to the second week of Advent as well. And uh, one of the things I wanted to make sure is announce, announcement wise that we got out uh, Christmas service. Um, If you want to put this on your calendar, 6 p.m. December the 20th. So the Sunday before Christmas at 6 p.m. We'll do a Christmas service. we need. Um, well, I'm just going to say we need all families that are part of this church to uh, be willing to give us a few minutes because we have a project that we're trying to put together. So I'll be reaching out um, and seeing if uh, how you can help us. Um, it'll just take a few minutes of your time, and then uh, it'll be uh, it'll be kind of fun to see everybody together. So we're gonna. We'll. Uh, I'll get more to you individually as we start reaching out and figuring out what parts everybody will have, um, and that'll work for families that are at home as well. So So if you're at home and thinking you're off the hook, nope. So um, Christmas giving, so uh, food donations. Uh, We do have a few families that we're trying to put together food donations for. So uh, Thanksgiving, we did specific meal, right? We did the Thanksgiving meal for this one we're just looking for food we just want to bless some families that are having a tough time so we've got um, a list Shirley put together a list and I think emailed that out so people should have that to, as a place to start but just think you know what are the things that you need each month and if uh, money was tight what what would help um, one of the things that got um, sent to me was from one of the families to say that we've, we've helped before is you know it's it's the extra things that always get cut out and usually especially with the kids it's the stuff that the extras that you enjoyed like cereal um, like fruit snacks like those extra little things that get missed when you're on tight budget so um, just kind of think through that so not only staples but what else could we do that would just be a blessing um and what we'll do is we'll we'll collect that until the 20th we'll pull all that together um, before the christmas eve service um, that we do on the 20th and then we'll ask a few families uh, we'll give you an address and a big box of food or maybe a couple boxes and we'll ask you to deliver that um that sunday evening after service so that's what we have planned. Um, the other thing I'll say is if you have needs as part of this church, please reach out. Let one of us know, um, one of the board members, myself, uh, the Strubles, let us know um, what you need. We're, we're a community together and it's tough to do community together. So it's gonna take you reaching out um, and letting us know at this point in time, like what what do you need? And uh, there's a lot of people that are here that are willing to serve and help and do what we can. So uh, let's be Community um, in the way that we can, and that's just keeping communication open and talking to each other, and um, just being part of each other's lives as best we can right now. So, with that, we'll uh, we'll go back to we'll go back to worship. But uh, I'm just going to say a quick prayer as we uh, head into worship today. So, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time together and this season of Advent as we remember and celebrate the gift that you gave to us and um, the relationship that we have with you as a result of that and lord i pray you be with all of us in this time in this season help us to be a community together um, with you at our core and um, the reason we're together is you and i just pray you would bless this um service this music and uh Clint's words today um that the we would all be open to hear what you have for us to hear. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: Oh come let us adore him. Oh come let us adore him Oh come let us adore
0: God, to our exalted God today. Amen. Let's sing that together. Truly, what seems like chaos around us, Lord, is you just drawing us back to you, God. You are our constant. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, you are our hope. And today we're talking about you being our peace, Jesus. Thank you for coming, Lord, and allowing for that relationship, God, so that true peace can be found in you, Jesus. Thank you for drawing us back to that place today, God, as we just lift you up in song today. May our offering of worship not just be in our words, but in our entire life, Jesus. I bring an offering of worship to
1: my King. No one on earth
0: deserves the praises that
1: I see. Jesus, may You receive the honor that you're due Sing to lonely shepherds. Three wise men seeking truth traveled from afar, hoping to find the child from heaven. Falling on their knees, they bowed before the humble Prince of Peace. I bring an offering of worship to my King. No one on earth deserves the praises that I see. Jesus, may you receive. shadowing your presence no mortal man would dare to stand before your throne before the holy one of heaven and it's only by your blood and it's only through your bring an offering to you.
0: his promises today sing out the names of Jesus he is with you there's power in the today, If you're feeling that you just need someone, God is with you right where you're at today. Because that is who He is. He's with you. He is your anchor. He is your peace. When
3: hurts, Hallelujah. Sing this with us. Even
0: when, stop, Even when I don't see it. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Don't Feel that you're working. You never stop. You
1: never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't feel that you're working. Even when I don't see that you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Do you believe it
0: today? He's working. Not today. Just trust Him. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't
1: feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Cause that is who you are. That is who you are.
3: who we are that you chose to love us you chose to have a relationship with us you told you chose to meet us right where we're at and Lord that you make a way where there seems to be no way God and we thank you for that and we just take refuge in the strength of your peace we take refuge In the hope of you coming into our situations and meeting us right where we're at, God. We love you and we are expectant for great things, God. Speak to our hearts today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Good morning. Great to see you all. Let me see if I can drop this and break it. No, let's not do that. Glad to be back in the house of the Lord. It's good to see everybody, and I I can um, see everybody that's not here too. No, I'm just kidding, but God can. Um, that would be cool, but it would probably be awkward because some of you are probably wearing your pajamas and wouldn't be comfortable with that, so. Um, we're just dropping mics, being discombobulated. That's okay. This is how busy I've been today, as you probably noticed. Maybe I shouldn't point this out, but um, I'm still wearing my coat. I forgot to take off my coat before I came up here this morning, um, but that's okay. It'll, it'll probably get hot, but it'll be all right. The shirt that I have underneath looks good though. Can you guys just imagine that? I know it's hard for you to imagine me wearing something that looks good, but it does. It looks good. All right? Hey, my buddy showed up around dinner time the other day, and I'm like, why are you here, man? He says, well, my, my wife asked me if she could have some peace and quiet while she tried to cook dinner. And I was like, that's why you're here? That was was really nice of you. He goes, no. She saw me take the batteries out of the smoke alarm when she asked for peace and quiet. She kicked me out. So there it is. Oh, boy. Trouble. Today, I want to continue to pray that we will experience Christ with expectancy during this Advent season and this Christmas season that we'd be able to experience the hope of his coming into our lives, just as we prayed last week and transforming our hearts, and that today we would look to find the peace that only comes from the Prince of Peace that was promised in Isaiah 9 that we read last week. Let's pray. Father God, you are good. Lord, we thank you that you bring peace into our situations, God. I pray that today that we would experience your peace in our life, God. None of what's going on in our worlds today, in in our own lives, and in the lives of our families take you by surprise, God. But you would light the way to the path of peace today, God. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to look for a moment in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, starting in verse 5. If you guys aren't Totally familiar. Actually, this is the one gospel where kind of the the announcement of John the Baptist's birth and the announcement of Jesus' birth kind of parallel each other. They're 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 right there next to each other. And and this is what it says in verse five. It says, In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. Abijah. Of the Lord and burn incense and when the time for the burning of incense came all assembled worshipers were praying outside then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense when Zechariah saw him he was startled and gripped with fear but the angel said to him do not be afraid Zechariah your prayer has been heard your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. That's a pretty good promise coming his way, huh? He's never to take wine or other fermented drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to, their, to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord In the spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord and Zechariah asked the angel how can I be sure of this I am an old man and my wife is well along in years wisdom there he just said she's well along in years she didn't he didn't say she was an old woman that was wise of him The angel said to him, I am Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you the good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed in so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple for he kept making signs to them but remained unable to speak when his time of service was completed he returned home I want to speak today from the subject of the path to peace the path to peace there's a lot of lack of peace in our world and in our lives My wife and I were watching a show this week and there was a therapist on it. No, the show was not a therapist show. It was actually a game show and the therapist was a contestant, okay? But this this therapist was discussing the current state of our world, saying it is harder to diagnose people with depression and anxiety now more than ever because things that normally wouldn't be a justified response to the things that are going around around us in our lives might be normal now with all of the shutdowns and the seclusion that some are having to experience, right? It's a hard time even to be a therapist. You know, you know life is bad when it's a hard time to be a therapist, right? It's a difficult time we're living in undoubtedly, but Jesus still wants to give us peace. He still wants us to experience peace. And for most people, we probably read this story of Zechariah and Elizabeth and we chalk up the silence from Zechariah as simply a punishment. Maybe we chalk that up because Gabriel actually said, because you did not believe my words, you will be silent. Right? Hello. And I I get that. I get that idea and that principle of what Gabriel said. But I want to look kind of at Zechariah's response and what it was and what he believed to be true to bring him to the point that now he has to be mute for a few months. Now, ladies that are listening that are married, don't get excited and, and you gotta be careful right now. You can't just say, if my husband would just be mute for a few months, I would have peace. He would not upset me. He would not answer my questions wrong. Or he wouldn't do the things that I told him. I didn't care if he did, and he did them anyways, even though I really cared that he did them. Right? Wise, wise husbands know that when a wife says, I don't care, do what you want, that's not what that actually means. Amen? See, we can look for peace in all kinds of places and in all kinds of people. But that is the problem. Zechariah is such a picture of how we think. Why couldn't Zechariah believe what Gabriel was telling him? Because what Gabriel was telling him was impossible in most people's eyes. He was too old. His wife was barren or she was along in years. They were already disgraced in the eyes of people around them. Back then, if you did not have children, if you could not bear children, it was a disgrace. do I need to continue with that list? How many times have we caught ourselves thinking, I would have peace if this situation would change? If this circumstance would change, I would be okay." And of those times, how many of them revolve around the actions of other people? If that person would not say those things, I would find peace. If they acted differently, I would feel differently and then I would know peace. We think that those things are what still our peace. And then what we do is we begin to position ourselves so we don't have to experience those things. We begin to get guarded. We begin to try to remove ourselves from uncomfortable situations or remove ourselves from a group of people because they say something or they act in a way that doesn't give us peace. And in Isaiah nine six last week, when we read it, it says he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, Almighty God, and Prince of Peace. He wasn't called Prince of Convenience. He wasn't called Prince of Ease, ease, or Prince of Comfort, or Prince of My Preference. See, a lot of times when I hear that God is promising me peace, I hear he is promising me convenience or he's promising me ease or he's promising my comfort or my preferences will be met. But can I say today that it is impossible to experience peace until we stop expecting perfection, until we stop expecting perfect situations. See, my problem with peace isn't other people. It's not the place that I'm in. It's the problem is not even the problem, okay? Jesus was born in a manger and the shepherds heard about his birth. The angels chose the shepherds to announce his birth. Unlikely people in an unlikely place, would you agree? And Zechariah hears about having a child, but he can't believe it because it wasn't under ideal conditions or ideal circumstances. My problem isn't I can't receive peace because I expect perfection. The enemy of our peace is not others. It's not a place. It's not how fast the world is going or what is going on in the world. The enemy of our peace is Is our reliance and our expectation of perfection the interesting thing is things don't have to be perfect for God's perfect plan to work things don't have to be perfect for God's perfect plan to work Zechariah and Elizabeth could be old and still give birth to John the Baptist When the son of God was born, he didn't come to earth as, as, perfection. He came looking like a dependent, right? He came down as a baby. The prince of peace didn't come in power. He came down in a cattle stall, in a manger that didn't exactly scream, the king is here. God wants us to know that it always isn't going to look the way we expected. It isn't always going to meet our preferences. So if I'm going to live in peace, I have to surrender my expectation of perfection. You might say, even today, Clint, I don't expect a person to be perfect. I just expect them to be different. I expect them to not say and not act the way they do. And I would say your peace is then based on their perfection. Your peace is based on how you think someone should act and how we feel they should be. And we'll never find peace there. I think we can experience more peace in the coming days because we realize that peace doesn't come in the form of a place or a circumstance. It actually isn't that God delivers us from those places where we don't have peace. He meets us in them. He meets us in it. In Luke 179, later in this chapter that we read, as Zechariah is actually beginning to prophesy the, the coming of his son, he says, He will guide with the light in the valley of the darkness. See, he doesn't take us out of the valley. It says in Psalms, it says, Yea, that I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. See, he puts me at peace on the path that I'm on, in the things that I'm going through. I'm at peace on the path not because I'm not going through it, but because I'm not going through it alone. There is somebody with me, and that is Jesus. The path to peace is a strange path. God would send his son as a child in the form of the most imperfect being. Some of you may disagree that a baby isn't perfect. You might say, oh, he's so perfect, she's so perfect. But if you say that, you've probably never taken one home. It's a strange path to peace. If God wanted to set things right, shouldn't he have just came down as a warrior? Not a weakling? Shouldn't Jesus just have come down in the prime of his life, all swole and ready to throw over tables in the temple and beat people into submission. But he comes as an infant to a desperate place. We know the story. There's no room for them. Maybe Joseph waited a little too long to make that reservation for the Marriott, right? He knew he had to go there for the census, but he shows up and there's no place for them to to stay. And they ended up in a not-so-five-star accommodation, right? The path to peace can be a strange one. For Jesus, it would lead him through the Garden of Gethsemane where he would pray, God, if there is another way, if there's another way, take this cup from me. The path to peace for us would lead Jesus to the hill of Golgotha where he died at the the hands of sinful men. It's a strange path to peace where he would come in weakness and he would die in what would appear to be weakness to become our strength. It's a strange path to peace because what we identify as our source of stress determines what we consider our source of peace. That's why we can't blame people for our stress. Because if people brought me stress, I need people to change to bring me peace. Can we maybe get past the point in our lives where we need people to act a certain way for us to have peace in our hearts? That's such a struggle for all of us, I think. Maybe just for me. If it's not a struggle for you, maybe you guys can pray for me to not have the same struggle that... I've had for a long time, right? I, it's a real problem, and I mean that with, with so much love. It's it's prevalent in our culture today, this idea of unrest and no peace in our world because none of us can seem to get along. It's prevalent in social media. I don't like to go back to that well, but it is. it's so prevalent. It's... It's so prevalent for us to project disappointment in a certain group of people or groups of people to the point that those that don't know Jesus think that we have no peace. We 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 begin to look like we can't have peace until we get our own way or that a certain group of people disappear or they change the way they think or they change the way they act or life's not fair. I can't have peace because those people exist and they're bad people. It was never intended to be that way that we would not find peace because of the way that other people act or what they say or what they think. I love what Gabriel says in the scripture to Zachariah, but also what the angels say in the field the night that Jesus was born. Do we remember what is said? Fear not. Because initially what Zechariah felt and what those shepherds felt was not faith. It was fear. See, we think that the presence of God, that he always just has to make us feel better. See, these guys in these, this scripture, they, they find peace, but they, they find it through their own fear. Peace didn't just come directly to them. It came through their fear. They found God in the midst of their fear. The angels to the shepherds say, glory to to God in the highest on earth peace. That's what the angels said. Glory to the God in the highest on earth peace. We need to hear that. Peace is on earth, but not from earth. The angels are declaring the peace of God has come. Peace is on earth, but it's not from earth. We don't need peace from people. If it comes from people, they can take it away. If it comes from situations, the peace can be removed when the situation changes. I don't want a peace that comes from convenience or ease or from a feeling. I need a peace that the world didn't give and the world can't take away. The path to peace. What is it that I need to get out of the way in my life so I'm not just focused on the missing pieces? So that I'm missing peace because I'm focused on the missing pieces. See, God can give us the medicine for peace. Especially when you want everything to be perfect. I believe part of the medicine for peace in Zechariah's life was that silence. Was he silent because he didn't believe what Gabriel said? Yes. He was mute and he couldn't speak. And some people would say that mute actually meant he couldn't speak or hear. See, sometimes we need to silence the thoughts in our lives. Sometimes we need to silence our own speech to find peace in God's plan. We need to mute our own thoughts. For any of you that are parents, God's medicine for peace might be children and you're saying you are crazy yo there is no way we have a dosage of three children a day at our house and when you have that dosage I will guarantee you that there will not be one minute of peace and quiet in your house I can count on zero toes the amount of times I've had three children all at the same time be peaceful my my children are awesome I'm not complaining about them I'm just telling you I can count That eye. It's this. But if I wait for everything to be peaceful, if I wait for all three of my children to clear the dishes and thank their mom and forget about it, forget about it. It's not gonna happen. We have to learn to celebrate when one kid puts one bowl in the sink. I'm not even talking about the miracle of opening up the dishwasher and, and putting it in there. I'm just saying in the sink, it's a miracle. Right? If there is even a piece of peace, we need to learn to thank God and celebrate it. And as we begin to do that, I believe that more peace comes into our life and comes into our hearts and comes into even our mindset. Zechariah later in the chapter he's prophesying doesn't say he would guide us. It's actually in verse 79. It says he would, it doesn't say he would guide us to peace. It says he would guide us into the path of peace. It's not that path to peace that would mean peace is out there somewhere. It's not a path to peace that's out there. It's not seven steps to peace, okay? It's not that peace that's out there. When when 2020 ends, when my job promotion happens, when my spouse does this, I'm ready, God, for peace. See, because the same things you let steal your peace this year will be standing in front of you next year. I'm going to have peace when my kids get older. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. You'll have a lot of peace when your kids are driving on your insurance. That's why I can't project my peace out here or on people. It's not the path to peace. When God came down as a baby, he didn't promise a future event peace. When my life gets in order, of peace when I get a promotion peace. when I send when my send or when my kids get older peace when I send them off when they leave the house peace it's not a win then peace it's not that that's not what it is it's not a win then peace when this happens then this no it's not a path to peace it's the path of peace what does that mean it means that every step that I take, he is with me. It doesn't mean that he will take me out of the valley. It means that he will meet me in the valley. It doesn't mean that he'll take me out of the darkness. It means that he'll be my light in that darkness so I can see where I can go to next. peace. It means that every season of my life, he's present, even when I don't see he's working even when I don't feel he's working. I know that he never stops working. You don't have to wait for peace. You can walk in it now. Would we be a people that would no longer allow people and circumstances and things in our life to determine peace in our life? Would we stop being a people that project we need people to change for us to have peace when we already have the Prince of Peace? I believe when people see peace of God in our lives. to draw them to one. That can be a youth message or a kid's crusade message, but that's not what I'm trying to say. It's an adult message because if it, if it was just a kid's and a youth message and you grew up in the church, you would already have it and you wouldn't be here listening to what I'm saying. It's the path of peace. And when we have that peace in our lives, things around us do begin to change. They don't change and then we get the peace. They begin to change because we have the peace. Would we let the Prince of Peace in this season, even as these Advent candles are burning over here, hopefully not to nubs before we leave today, but uh, even as they're burning, would we let the Prince of Peace invade our lives? Would we submit and surrender and say, Lord, I don't need my circumstances to change. I don't need people to stop saying certain things. I don't need people to stop doing certain things. I want to submit to your path of peace today. As the worship team comes up and we just sing one more song. Would you take a moment to just pray? And perhaps, I want to be on your path of peace. I want to be on your path of peace. Sure. Father God, We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you do not promise us ease or convenience or preferences, but you do promise us to take us and and show us the path of peace in our lives, God. Lord, and I just pray, Lord, I know it is hard for all of us, God. I know it is so hard for me to lay down those things and those situations and those mindsets and even people that I've allowed to determine my peace in my life God and so today we just pray that we would experience your peace we would experience a place where you would put us on that path of peace God that we would, we would turn our hearts to you and recognize that it is you that brings us peace, God. It is you that puts us on that path to peace. And that it can be strange and it can be weird and it may not always look the way that we think it should look, but it's certainly that our peace does not rely on the perfection of others or the perfection of ourselves or the perfection of a situation or the perfection of a circumstance, God. Our peace comes from you God and Lord I just pray Lord even in this season as it can be stressful we we sometimes feel like we don't have enough God we sometimes feel like we're hurt God we sometimes feel alone Lord Lord, I just pray that your peace speaks into every one of those situations, God. You know every person that's in this room and every person that's listening online, what they're experiencing in their life right now, God. And I pray that you will put us on the path of peace, God. We thank you, Lord, that it's not based on a feeling. But it's based on your faithfulness, God.
1: Darkness, my God, that
3: darkness, is who you, you are. You are. We make a miracle, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, darkness. My God, that is who You are.
1: You are. We make a way-maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in, in the darkness. darkness. My God. That is who you are, make a miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness,
3: my God, that is who you
1: are.
3: Yes, God. That is who you are. We thank you, Lord, that you make a way where there seems to be no way, God.
1: That is who Lord, that you make are. the most
3: imperfect situation. And still are, can implement your perfect plan God
0: we trust in you, you
3: God are. we seek you God we seek to be on the path of peace that only you can give God and Lord we just we just release any of that other stuff God we just lay it at your feet God that would prevent us from experiencing your peace even in this season in this in this time, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that we would continue to find the treasure that is you and your life and what you have done for us and your faithfulness in our life, God, throughout this Christmas season, God. That we would look with joy. That we would look with wonder. That we would look with awe. And that we would look with peace. That, that we can just praise you and lift you up in this season. That all would hear. We thank you, God. I pray a blessing on every person this week that that you would bless them in their coming and their going. That your your glory would shine on them. That your power would go through them, God, and that they would experience you in deeper ways this week, God. I just pray for favor this week, God, for every person in the
1: would be open, God. that your
3: work would be done and that you would be faithful to complete that work, God, which you have started, God, in your perfect time, God. We thank you and we love you. We thank you for this church family. We thank you for this community. And, Lord, we just thank you for the plans that you have for us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Have a blessed week. We're glad you're here. Look forward to seeing you next week as we continue to celebrate the season.